everybody, welcome to Comic Club, your friendly neighborhood comic book podcast. I am your host, Blaine McGaffigan, and I am joined, as always, by Adam Adman Cook. What's up, man? Hey, Blaine. Great to be here. How you doing, dude? What's new with you? Oh, not much. Just, just trying to figure it all out, man. Figure it all out. Life's most noble question, most yeah. noble journey. The never-ending what, pursuit. How you doing, man? What? Uh, all good. I think I was just telling you, like, I'm, I have four days off paternity leave next week. You know, it's the final days. We got two kids over here, and I'm um, taking the old kiddo to this Jurassic World exhibit, going to expose Fiona some dinosaurs. Will she be terrified, or will she love them? I don't know. I don't know. Only one way to find out is just throw her into the, into the fire, as they say. That's not actually. Don't do that. Don't. Don't throw kids into fire, everybody. This Just wanted our, to make that perfectly one of our, clear. That's a parenting tip for free. Yes, that's right. Well, today we are streaming live from Comic Club Cavern, and this is our show all about our first impressions of Hawkeye. Each month we read a new book or graphic novel and break it down on our show. This is our spoiler-free episode, everybody. We're going to be covering the bare bones, who this comic is for, and judging a book by its cover. Adam... Give us the bare bones of Hawkeye. All right. Well, in this Hawkeye run, we get to know one of the Avengers who doesn't have powers in a gritty street level story that shows him sticking up for the neighborhood and working with his young protege, Kate Bishop. Blaine, why did we choose Hawkeye? Have you read Hawkeye before? And how do you feel about Hawkeye in general? Three rapid-fire questions. Loving the setup here. Um, Just to be also extra clear, I didn't make this... um, I I didn't specify exactly. This is the Hawkeye series by Matt Fraction and David Aha. And it is four trade paperbacks. We are going to be reading all four in this. And those are Volume 1, My Life as a Weapon, Volume 2, Little Hits, Volume 3, L.A. Woman, and... Volume 4, Rio Bravo. We're reading this book, Adam, because, you know, this, I don't believe it's the introduction of Kate Bishop, who is, you know, the second, you know, Hawkeye, who's a woman. But this is the, what we think is going to be the foundation, this kind of seminal text of what the new MCU television series, which is going to be coming out, I believe, in November or December of this year, is going to be based upon. And, you know, we have that series that's going to be out, and it's going to be featuring Clint, it's going to be featuring Kate Bishop, and this is just one of those books that I've always had on my list. And every once in a while, there is a sort of Marvel or DC comic that kind of punches through. And it's kind of like, you know, all of them are kind of, they're doing their thing. They're telling their stories. They're doing their usual thing. And then every once in a while, you get a vision, right? We read Tom King's vision. And this is another one that is just always people talk about very, they hold it in high regard. And they're like, oh yeah, that Matt Fraction run, that sort of redefined sort of who Hawkeye is for me. Marvel's still doing art. There's, and they're still making art. It's not just always spinning the wheels. They're they're doing new takes. Um, I, I think you said you were a couple issues in. What what is sort of your initial first impression reaction of this book? I got to tell you, I am loving it so far. I've never read um, never read any Matt Fraction, and we 
talked about him a little earlier in the year because I'm sure we'll get into this more, but he's married to Kelly Sue DeConnick, who wrote Bitch Planet, which we read right. earlier. And I'd kind of been reading about him and just some of it sounded like he had some interesting stuff. And right off the bat, I'm just loving his characterization of Hawkeye. And the art is just... It's on a different level. It's really fun, very inventive. I'm just seeing pages and panels that, you know, I kind of just pour over and just it's it's really grabbed me in these first two issues. So I'm excited to to keep digging in and find out more. And I don't really know much about Hawkeye beyond the MCU stuff. Have you read any Hawkeye comics before this? Not at all, Adam. Not at all. And in fact, I don't even know who Clint Barton is outside of the MCU. You know, you know, I've read some Hawkeye stuff when he's in the Avengers. I remember reading some new Avengers, Brian Michael Bendis's run when he was Ronin, you know, right. that they featured in Endgame. I remember some of that stuff, but I've never known who is Clint Barton. How is he sort of you know, is he different from from Ollie the Green Arrow, who is, you know, kind of like that, um, you know, rich playboy billionaire? Like, who is the who is Clint Barton? And I just have never really known that. And kind of what you were saying, these first couple issues are revealing sort of his personality in a way that I've never known. And I'm like, oh, okay, now I feel like I have a take on him. And I think Jeremy Renner obviously has done his own take on the character. But this is really interesting, and especially Kate Bishop, because I literally knew nothing about Kate Bishop. I didn't know if it was like his daughter or something like that that he was training. I didn't know what the deal was. And I'm kind of just now getting the introduction to her and really excited about seeing Haley Steinfeld play her in the show. Yeah, I'm excited too. You know, that casting kind of had me perk up a little bit because I loved uh, True Grit and that was kind of what she's known for. And um, yeah, I don't know anything about Kate Bishop either. Makes me kind of want to dig into her backstory and maybe check out the Ronin run a little bit after. After I read Hawkeye, guys. Afterwards. Absolutely. But we're going to check out these four volumes and let's go into who this comic is for This is where we break down who we think is the perfect audience for this month's book. If you find yourself in these categories, you are required to pick up the book. If not, join the comic club anyway. Adam, who is this comic for? This comic is for anybody who loves a good everyman. Fans of street-level superhero action. People still deciding who their favorite MCU character is. Dog lovers. Side story fans. Anyone who has wondered what Avengers do when they aren't avenging. And that's who this comic is for. Adam, you kind of talked about the arts. We raved about the art. Let's get into judging a book by its cover. This is where we like to imagine walking. Imagine ourselves walking through a comic shop. We happen upon the book on the shelf. What would we think of the cover? What does it say about what's inside? How cool is the logo and everything else? Adam, Take us away. Let's show this book by its cover. So this one's interesting. Um, I'm looking at the cover for, I guess, the first collection, the first trade collection, which is My Life as a Weapon. And it's a really cool mixture, I think, of sort of a painterly style and a kind of design-heavy style. And basically, you got Clint Barton, you got Hawkeye in his gear on top of a building, 
and he's just launched an arrow. Looks really cool. Um, they, they actually do a nice little thing where there's an arrow used as an underline for my life as a weapon, and it kind of looks like he could have fired it. And he is just perched above this building and um, behind him, big water tower. There's really good use of diagonals, making the support beams are kind of, you know, encasing him. And they also kind of look like arrows the way that they're flying. A lot of arrows, a lot of angles, a lot of just drawing you up to him. But then also kind of dotted underneath him and sprinkled throughout are these really graphic design looking targets, you know, like bullseye targets that you'd fire an arrow at, of course. And those are going to have a little bit more significance that we'll find beyond just being targets um, later on. But it's a really cool blend of styles because like the building, it looks really painterly. Like I said, you know, it almost looks like watercolors, even though it's all grays and blacks. And then you just have these targets that are just popping out in purple and I guess just two different shades of purple, really. But I I love this cover. Um, really, I think, indicative of what the style is like moving forward. Because I thought, you know, just two episodes or two issues in feels like a really fun blend of kind of like graphic design style and just very traditional, uh, you know, pencil brushwork. Yeah, I mean, you called out the graphic design, which is... I think the most notable and striking thing about David Aha, even his panel layouts, you know, inside in those action scenes, he's just doing really inventive stuff. And you look at this cover and you can tell this dude just has that background because essentially all the art is black and white. And then he uses just these purples and it's just, it's like three different tones of purples to create the bullseyes. And then there is like a little logo on Hawkeye's chest. It's like a down arrow or it's like the flights of an arrow, the feathers, if you will. I'm not exactly sure, but it's so intentional and it just kind of speaks to the way he thinks. I'm kind of looking at some of the other volumes covers over here, and they're all just graphic design elements. You see these honeycombs, you see these symbols, and and I think we've seen that echoed in the first couple issues as well as these uh, just symbols that he keeps using, arrows, bullseyes, these kind of um, things you'll see recurring time and time again. The other thing I want to talk about is the logo, which is really modern logo. It almost looks like You know, whenever you think about the traditional superhero logos, I always think of um, Superman's logo where it's kind of – it's blocky. It's it's like bubble letters or it has that. It's usually like coming out at you or it's like falling away like like the Star Wars font. It's always very kind of that – iconic 70s 80s uh superhero logo style this looks like it could be like the logo for like a startup or something like that it's like real low-key sans serif type but you know david aha or actually i don't even know if he did that whoever created that logo has just like some real topography like background because you can just see the way the k and the y kind of create this really nice like you know uh, diamond shape around the E. Everything is perfectly spaced. Great kerning. The H in the Hawkeye is lowercase and it creates an arrow. And then the A of the Hawkeye creates a bullseye. And just that little bit of thought and attention to detail in that, as well as making it really modern. Like th- this whole book feels divorce from a lot of the normal superhero storytelling because of how modern and like grounded it feels. And that's the other thing about just him on the top of a roof. 
Um, so, something else, Adam. You gotta have water towers in the backgrounds of your street level superhero art. I mean, guys, you have to have it. It's like even though we we're in New York, which is the biggest city, you know, in America and one of the biggest in the world. It's like this is a small town feel. It's got a small water tower. Okay, we're just yeah. in the neighborhood, guys. Don't forget this. This could be like Queens or somewhere. And, and I don't even know, like, I, I've been in New York as well. Is that still a common thing? Like, does every building still have these little water towers? I'm not even sure. All I know is if Hawkeye or especially Daredevil, Daredevil water towers are like butter and toast to me. If he's not leaping off of a water tower in every issue, you're, you're missing out. Yeah, just pass. <laughs> just pass. Get that kind of water tower. Um, in fact, I actually have this Mondo poster, a little diversion, that's uh, Daredevil. And it's just him, like, like same exact kind of almost pose as, as this volume one right here. And it's just this huge water tower in the background. And there's like a little owl perched on it. Uh, I love that poster. Those people at Mondo, you know, they know how to make a poster. They do indeed. Anyway, that's going to wrap it up. This is just our first impressions, guys. We're just kind of talking about, um, you know, our first approach to the book. And this is what we've seen so far. We're three issues in. I believe this is going to be a 21 or so issue, 22 issue run. We're loving it. Get prepared for the MCU show so you can tell your buddies all the background on Pizza Dog, Lucky, on Clint Barton, Kate Bishop. You want to be the expert in the room here. Follow along with us, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we're looking forward to that show because we're, of course, going to do a Beyond the Panels of Hawkeye television series. Anyway, you can follow us at Comic Club Podcast on social. I am Blaine McGaff on Twitter. Danger Adam on Instagram. And give us a like and review and tell your friends. That's going to wrap it up for our first impressions on Hawkeye. Adam? Comic Club out. Comic Club is brought to you from Upper Esh Media. This episode was edited by Adam J. Cook. Our intro and outro music is by Tiger Cup. Katie Livingston at Living Kate designed our logo. If you enjoyed the episode, tell a friend, follow us on social at Comic Club Podcast, and join our Facebook group to continue the conversation online. Remember, everyone, read more comics. Comic Club.